Hello everyone, welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. It's Thursday afternoon and obviously we've got a big game to talk about from last night and an even bigger game coming up in 48 hours. So we'll start, initially we're going to talk about the Merseyside derby, the 226th derby at Anfield last night. And unsurprisingly there's a room full of unhappy blues as we gather to ponder it. Um, everything that went wrong could go wrong, so... Thanks for that, Greg. <laughs> the first one. I should just add, sorry, I forgot to introduce everybody. So, obviously, we've got Scotty here, Gavin Buckland, the stat man, Adam Jones and Rodri Cannon, who uh, you might have heard speaking in the earlier podcast earlier this week. But back to you again. So, <laughs> everything that went wrong did. Where do we start with that, Greg, from last night? It was just utterly... I, I'm, I'm very rarely lost for words when it comes to Everton. I'm very opinionated. I can attest. I can attest to that. And I was gobsmacked yes, last night. And I'd lost the will to actually carry on watching it. It was just so painful to watch. And I spoke to a, I spoke to a gentleman today who's an Evertonian, 60-odd years of age, and he said to me, he said, that's the worst Merseyside derby performance I've seen from Everton. And he must have seen some bad ones. He's seen... Rush score fours and fires past us. He's seen some drubbins. That yeah, that last night was an absolute abysmal. And the players and the manager have got to take sole responsibility. And the backroom staff as well. That is just utter, utter disgrace what they turned out last night. It's just on board an absolute joke. And Roberto Martinez was right. It was embarrassing. And he should be embarrassed for himself for what he what he's done last night. Gav. Follow that. Yeah. <laughs> should have should have introduced the podcast where you know that like that mournful music you have like when Russian daddy's their president, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the deep orchestral sound of like everybody's crying. Should have should have introduced the podcast like that. Well, there's one for you. I I got back to uh, to mine, not in West Derby, yeah. um, in town. And the building went on fire at 5am, so <laughs> <laughs> someone was definitely having me on yeah, last night. Yeah. Someone was kicking me while yeah. I was down. I, I was going to say, I was, t- I, you know, a bit of humour. I thought... Uh, uh, um, with Deportivo, no Barcelona, right? it was going to be the most <laughs> one-sided game. So, <laughs> like, but unfortunately, it was. Uh, if it were for Robles, it would have been. Yeah, then. well, I mean, Joel, Joel's form has been so. You know, we mentioned that on on uh, on on Monday, didn't we? And I can only echo what Tony Tony said there. I mean, I've been watching Derby's more than forty years, and I'm certainly there when Rush scored four, and that, and that was the worst I've seen. Um, not only in terms of the performance, but the fact that actually. We, I mean, I've seen us play vintage Liverpool teams and get beaten by, you know, actually being beaten by a great team. But, you know, they're a team under development and uh, actually a few weeks ago we were saying, well, actually, you know, we're on a par with them in terms of the players and the squad. Um, so it's in that context that for me it was the worst I've seen. But I, I think, to me, in terms of analysing last night's performance, it's, it's a case of looking back at what's gone wrong since we beat Chelsea in the... The, the six rounds of the cup, which is what maybe five or six weeks ago now, um, you know, in what was probably for a Goodison certainly the best experience, probably for fans and probably players of the season, maybe not the best performance. But everybody come out of that game on a high FA Cup semi final to look forward to, uh, good run of league games, chance to move up the table, and you know, since then we've played like a team that lost that game against Chelsea, haven't we? That's had nothing left to play for in the season, and. When we come back to look at this time in the future, the mystery to me is why has it gone so suddenly wrong after the Chelsea game, which, which was such a positive experience? Is it is it something that's happened to me off the pitch? Is it just is is it just you know maybe the players aren't as fit as what they should be? Is it just basically you know that the game management thing is just catching up with us all the time? Is it, or is it all all those things? I don't know. But certainly on the pitch, 
it's, the players just look flat, don't they? And have done. I don't, I've said this, said this before. Is we've lost games this season or drawn games where you think we've not played badly there. And we shot ourselves in the foot, but since the Chelsea game, there's been nothing where you could say actually it's bad game management. It's just lack of. Don't know lack of. I don't know, lack, not to say lack of interest, but lack of enthusiasm. You know, not wanting to look as though they seem like they want to win, and that psychological thing, and, and that's really the question for me in relation to last night. It's in that concept. Just to, to um, quickly, I'd like to point out what Everton remind me of at the moment is the players not playing for the manager, and it solely looks down to me is that when Chelsea players down tools for Jose Mourinho. I'm looking at it and it's just parallel. You're looking at it and you just don't want to play for them. Give me an the example. Bo- body body language. Prime example, last night, Leighton Baines is talking to Roberto Martinez on the line and Leighton Baines doesn't give him no eye contact whatsoever. He's talking through some kind of tactics. I don't know. And Leighton, at one stage, he's rolling his eyes. He doesn't look at him one bit. You're looking at Ross Barkley coming off the pitch. John Stones, the body language on the players and the manager couldn't be more opposite. It's it's borderline. You're looking at the Chelsea resemblance, and it's so parallel with what you're seeing. Does anyone else agree on that? No, I, I have to say that I did look at that vine of Baines, obviously taken from Sky's coverage, and it certainly doesn't look good. And all I'll say for the sake of, well, not impartiality, because I don't think any of us are capable of that in, in context last night, but I'll say in the balance of fairness is we're reading something into someone's facial expression without having had the chance to ask him and whether or not you could even say, but... He could have been rolling his eyes because Martinez could have been labouring a point that about something that they both agreed had been going wrong down the left. Or I know, it I doesn't, know where you come what, up what I mean is, it's easy to... Well, let's look at the body language on all 11 players. I'm not just thinking about Baines. Yeah. I could no, look, I've, what, I'm, what I mean yeah. is I've seen that fine too and it mm. doesn't look good. But I'm just saying that without knowing what they were talking about and without yeah. having asked Leighton and getting an honest response from him, um, and maybe he won't be so forthcoming with those these days after the last after time he last spoke, time, yeah. it, it got him in, in hot water. But I accept your point. It didn't look good. Barkley barely looked at him when he walked off after mm. the substitution. Just offered his hand in a very kind way. You know, like he had to wait. Yeah. Um, I mean, lads, obviously you haven't see probably wouldn't really remember the four 0 rush one as much. But no, I, I haven't been watching derbies as long as anyone. But it doesn't make the embarrassment any less. I think that's the first time I've agreed with Martinez in about three months. <laughs> the fact that it, that was just an Really embarrassing performance, and you know what? The first fifteen minutes we weren't even that bad. We actually we actually started yeah. off the better side. It looked like Lukaku was up for it, and it just all caved in on itself. I mean, it touch on what Gavin said before: fitness. It could easily be fitness because I, I, I can't remember the last time Everton fully went at a team for ninety minutes. Yeah. There was just nothing there from from when the fourth goal went in. We we just has absolutely nothing, and I feel like Liverpool went easy on us. They could have they could have easily scored more if they wanted to. Well, there was that tweet, wasn't there, about um, Chris Eubanks just texted Jurgen <laughs> Klopp and said, "Go go for the body." But that was what I found difficult to reconcile as well. That they had that bright start, and it wasn't as if after twenty twenty five minutes. They went to goal behind. They got away with two, though. You they, know, they got away with two. Yeah, it could have been easy to know, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. And instead of going, well, you know what, we we survived a couple there. We started well and taken mm. inspiration from that. They just seem to be, you know, the architects just of their own demise. It's just again. down tools. I don't know whether or not they're down tools, or they certainly whatever 
confidence or belief they have evaporated pretty easily, really, too easily, Rodri? As soon as we go 1-0 down, it is game over. It doesn't matter when it happens either. You can see the record we've got. How many times have we scraped back a win and sometimes even a point from 1-0 down? We started fairly brightly in fairness. We were were right up at them. We pushed up high. We got the... um, There was a period when Barry was getting a bit of joy down the left yeah. side. Yeah. Morales doing some very nice little runs. He's yeah. a bit more composure, a bit better decision-making. We could be talking about a whole different derby. Obviously, we're not because it was a pathetic shambles for most of the game. And what I never understand is we, we're lauded, Everton are lauded for their attacking quality, aren't they? Why on earth are we sitting back? For t- Liverpool scored 10 goals in the previous three games before today, before today, before yesterday. Why were we sitting back? relying on a defence that we know can't keep clean sheets, <laughs> that can't keep goals, yeah. to keep out Divock Origo, bang in form, mm. Phil Coutinho, bang in form, Firmino, very, very good player. Why are we relying on them? We, c- we, could, we can't. We need to push up high and utilise the Fab Four, or whatever yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. days. <laughs> it's just... I think what dismayed me as well is speaking to Reds before the game, they were looking at it and saying... They were a bit worried when their team came out because they had Lucas Lever, who's not the fastest by any means, Milner, who's not the fastest, a defence that now and again has shipped goals, mm-hmm. Moreno, who actually ends up having a half-decent game, yeah. annoyingly. But there were leak, weak links that they were there to be targeted, were there to be and, ruthlessly exploited. And we, we started do that, doing yeah. it, but we didn't really get in behind Lucas by, by any means for me. And instead... We had a very clear weak link, which was th- through necessity. No one can help the fact the injuries were had. But I, I disagree. But Oviedo on the right, they ruthlessly yeah. went for that, targeted them. You would, it, like you would. Yeah. I'm but saying this that it paid off. Yeah, no, but this is down to Roberto Martins. It's downfall by starting with the three centre-halves at the start of the season. We've harped on about it all season. One right-back, yeah. Seamus Coleman. I couldn't agree more. Three centre-halves, one centre-forward. He's done this all season. Yeah. So, obviously, when you get into the tail end of the season, it's going to happen. You're going to get injuries. You're going to get suspensions. Okay. And I felt sorry for Oviedo last night. Well, he had the ball in the air, and then he tried to play offside and let Lallana clean through one goal. It's not the lad's fault. He's a left-back. He's a right-back. He's trying his best. It's the manager who should be replacing with better quality players. It's down to the manager. And it's, it's not all down to Oviedo either. When a cross comes into the box... And you've got Sacco who's standing three yards yeah. from goal, and yeah. there's absolutely nobody marking him. Yeah. You can't, well, you can't say that's This is what I've been saying all season, Adam. You don't practice set pieces by the looks of it. You're looking yeah. at it, and then an utter shambles at the back. And if, uh, I'll tell you what, Liverpool should have got about 10 yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they should be kicking themselves if they go and don't get into top four or top five position, and they lose out on goal difference. Well, they want shooting for that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not for the first time you've come away from Anfield in the last couple of years on the back of a 4 0 defeat, and actually quite thankful that it could have yeah. been. Could have been the one thing I thought he could have done last night that in regard, with regards to Oviedo was play Lennon on the right hand side, who's naturally a bit more of a, a you know covering winger. He'll play, he'll play a little bit deeper, yeah. But he yeah. played Lennon on he played Lennon on the left hand yeah. side, he played Morales, who's, who's more likely not to want to sort of do the dirty work. And I was very surprised, I expected to see Lennon on Oviedo on the one side. Lennon's and, played right back this season, yeah. But just, right as, just as a deep, yeah. deeper right winger, which he can play, and he'll yeah. get stuck in, you know, he'll, he'll do his covering with Morales. You know, he's more offensive, isn't he? And by swapping them around, that didn't help Oviedo either, to be honest with you. Um, and, and going back to Tony's point, yeah, um, we've left ourselves open, I think, with our recruitment strategy. Um, I think said before that Martinez, Roberto, if we had the chance again, we would have got, you know, replaced two centre-halves with two centre-halves in the summer. Mm. And that has meant that we've not had cover. So, as you say, it's centre-half when players have either been unfit or 
out of form, which has happened, and also lost the flexibility of, say, moving John Stones to right back to cover Seamus. Okay, it's not ideal, but it's actually better than Oviedo mm. playing right back. And time and time again, that's come back to haunt us this season. Uh, with the Jags has been injured or players have been out of form, or there's been injuries and uh, to full backs, and you know that that just hasn't helped. That simple thing of just having the four centre halves, um, and from then on, once you started playing deep, I mean the other thing as well was noticeable is we've lost that cohesion up front, haven't we? There's nothing, you know. Just last night, the only time he looked any good was when a single player got the ball deep in our half and ran. Mm, either Morales or Barkley, who yeah. ran towards the defence on their own. There was no. Yeah. There was no you, only to, you only had to look at their second goal to see how brutally effective a simple one-two can be. Yeah. Now I don't think Lukaku played a one-two with anyone. His link-up play is not his best quality anyway. Mm. But he didn't play one-two with anyone to my recollection because there was no one near him to play yeah. one-two yeah. with. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Ross. I mean, what I would say about Ross, the thing about. Not looking happy. To be honest, if I was a local Bowen player getting taken off after 55 minutes of a derby, I don't think I'd be overcome with paroxysms of joy. Like, you know, I mean, I'd have a bit of a strop on. So I think you've got to see in that context. Should, was he but, right to be taken off, though? Do you agree with that? I, I, don't, I don't think he should have been taken off. I don't didn't see the benefits of taking him off. You would have kept him off. I would have just kept him off. Lads? Yeah. Who? What was the point of taking him off? Cleverly came off. What was Cleverly doing? Just chasing shadows? What does. What does Cleverly do for a stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've suggested this with James McCarthy. To me, they look like run-of-the-mill Jordan Hendersons or Lee Catamoles or Scott Browns. Just legs in the middle of the park, just running around, chasing that's, bodies. Yeah, that's all he has. That's Martinez sources defence. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't work on anything. In, well, it might. It probably works on stuff in training. But the way he sees like a good remedy for the defence, he'll put Tom Cleverly out wide and put Aaron, Aaron Lennon out wide. A bit more industrious on the wings. And yeah. then we, we lose our attacking. What annoyed me about last night is that they, they, we had ten men about half an hour left to go, something like that. They three 0 down, and they're still trying to play football out from the back. Taking chances. And I'm going, what are you doing? Is this the manager telling you to play like this, or are you doing it amongst yourselves, or what's anywhere. gone on? It's the manager, of course. So you, you think so? You, you just want Liverpool to score here? What's the score? Because it's over the last six weeks, you can normally tell how Everton. Obviously, we know how Roberto sets up, and we know. But these last six weeks. The team is everywhere. There's players in all kinds of positions. Yeah. And it just seems to me as if you just threw the players out on the pitch and you yeah, suit yourselves. Yeah, lads. I was going to talk about that. I was going to finish about Barkley there. It's like you were saying about Lukaku playing one twos and stuff. And, and Ross is a great player with the ball, you know, when he's on form. But sometimes his intuition in during the game is when he hasn't got the ball, it's not something that it should it's be as best. well developed as what, what, it, what it should be. And there's twice last night going about Lukaku, where Lukaku won the ball in the air and headed into space. Yeah. And Ross, Ross instead of anticipating what's yeah. going to happen, was just standing still. And that meant that it looked as though we were, we're disjointed. But actually, if somebody took a gamble, you know, well, yeah, well, not to get do it because actually, mm. you know, that's what you should you should be anticipating that. Uh, and that didn't happen. And that's not like. Managers getting the tactics wrong. That's just players, simple things, thinking for themselves on the pitch. Now I, you can see that a mile off as Lukaku wins that header. There's, there's loads of space behind it, and Ross, yeah. Ross had that to run into, and he's like twenty. But this is the fitness out. thing with me, Gav. He looked totally unfit, Everton. The players, you're looking at them, and they're on the knees. They're on the knees. With all, this is even about half an hour gone. You're going. What's going on? Liverpool have only had a 10 minute spell here. Evan, I'd say, had the first 15. Then Liverpool kept into it. And then all of a sudden, you look at the Evan place and they're gasping for it. And yeah. so, give me the, an amazing example last week looking at Leicester and Tottenham, yeah, fine, all well and good. But I've seen Newcastle the other day. 
And Newcastle seem a lot fitter than the yeah. Everton players. Yeah. And they've had the runarounds all season, Newcastle. And now look at them. I think what, again, annoyed me really, really compounded the, the whole night was how easy Liverpool had it to score, to score goals. I mean... Two basic crosses. No, actually, they were good crosses, but they were nothing more than that. Milner crosses crosses in the box. box. He could have went too many. On his wrong foot. And for me, again, without, I'm probably repeating what you've heard if you if you you heard David Moyes' analysis, and he was right. Sadly, you've got Baines. You know, one of formerly someone would have been considered the best left back in the country, one of the best fullbacks, England international, getting pulled well out of position. You know, you've got senior players who just don't even. They just flap when a cross comes into the box and it can only come down for me to a lack of conditioning practice. and practice. Obviously, it's, it is because We've they've done it before. Season, we can see from them but they've done it before. <laughs> it shows they can do because they've done it in the first season when they had the stability of Moises last this season. Mm. They've done it. So it shows you they can do. It shows to me over the last two seasons they're not practising. Crosses in the box, I basics. Mean, they did... I'm where you're saying because if Conor Wickham, we said like, earlier in the week, then we have Conor Wickham scores a simple chance we could be we got beat by Palace as well. Southampton at the bad Yeah, times. true. So, uh, in fact, I'm not even... I'm basically, I was going to say, the, the defence all right at Watford in fairness, but you know what? It was probably like a rare example. You can't defend. One, one in a million. You can't you know, defend. No, I, I think... No, I, away from home, we have defenders OK. I mean, we, up until last night, we conceded 15 goals in 16 Premier League away matches. Yeah, but look at the bigger picture there, Gav. Yeah, you yeah. got away with me. Away from home, no, bad. 15 goals, whatever over 16 games, you know, you've got, you've got to take it. It's not that's sufficient games. That, that's, that's a good record. At the st- it's the third best in the club's history at that stage away from home compared to any other season. But last night. That could have been double last night. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. You know, but it fell apart last night, didn't it? And, and, our, and without the goals conceded at home, it does, it does support what you're saying. But we have, we have defenders here really well away from home, I think. Um, we've looked pretty solid. Um, but it, it's. And the, you know, what did you think of the sending off? Got to talk about last night. What, what a stupid challenge! What a hundred percent sending off for me. hundred percent sending off. Could have broken it. But what I don't, what I don't agree with is what he had to. He's come out with an apology today. And I thought that. What was the call for that? Why did he have to apologise to? Him? It was a clumsy tackle. Martinez sending off. Ends off. Just yourself down and go again. I think. I think the the main thrust of his apology is had to for appearances' sake. And he probably means it, you know, say he hopes he hasn't hurt Divock Origi, but the most salient part of it for me is, and, you know, I've hurt my teammates by getting sent off because I think he probably knows almost his whole ever, his whole chance of ever becoming a popular player in the fans' eyes again has been so badly dented by what he's done in denying us another fit experience sends back ahead of the Saturday. So he's have to address would that. Would you have seen an apology from... An ex Everton or Liverpool player from the seventies or eighties just shows you how weak this Merseyside club no, he's gone. I think I know. I, you, he's apologised for No, my point is, what he's he's had to do that, but he's actually trying to say to the fans, "Look, I'm sorry because I know I've cost." So he's apologised to the Everton fans. Well, he's saying both, isn't he, in the tweet, but in the message. But I think the thrust of it really would be directed at his own fans because he knows he's let them down. For because they didn't see Steven Gerrard when he was two foot and Gary Naismith and went. To I know, but Gerrard Gerrard wasn't then banned for an FA Cup semi final. Yeah. Well, he's had some points. I think it's nice to just see some sort of message from one of the players from yeah. this morning because mm. it's just been complete silence, si- complete yeah. silence it's from everyone. It's going to be after it's that. Like, I'd, I'd love to just see somebody come out and say, look, that wasn't acceptable. I, we are sorry on behalf of the players. So I'll tell you, I did feel happy. sorry for them fans. They paid £50 a ticket 
and I had to sit through that. And they stayed up until the 97th minute. I felt sorry for them, and they, they should be rewarded by the football club. Should be reimbursing them the 52 pounds. That was an absolute disgrace of a display, and honestly, they should be reimbursed. The centre back thing as well. We've got we've brought back Matt, Matty Pennington from Walsall. Yeah, <coughs> we might get a game, but Brendan Galloway's primary position is centre centre half. If he was more, he's he might well have to come into a FA Cup semi final. Probably Everton's biggest game of the current decade so far, and all eyes are going to be on him. He's going to be marked from one of the He's not been, he's not been anywhere that, since January. He's not been here since. He's not been on the bench or anything since mm. January. Mm. How is he going to just? He's, only world class players can turn on yeah. great performances. Brendan Galloway's a, a great young prospect. He's not a world class player. Yeah. He's not. He's going to be Markham, probably one of the most informed strikers at the moment, and Marcus Rashford. We'll, we'll touch on on that in the, in the next podcast. But just going back to, I know it's difficult, but the derby. I mean, by the third and fourth goals, it it did smack. As all right, we were a man down. And I think Jurgen Klopp said as well that you know the game was over. There was no fight. I think he no said. Fight, yeah. That's that's fight. So and that's really. And laughing. That's he was really laughing on terrible. the line. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing. He was laughing, at his, own, he was laughing at his own play. He should be shot. That's like a that's, training yeah. session. That's yeah. what it, was, it was Lucas, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lucas and shot, and he's laughing yeah. on the line. Yeah, the Roberto Martins should have looked across that line and felt absolutely ashamed for himself and embarrassed. And, it, and so he should be, and I'm glad he came out with it. But what I looked at him, David Moyes, and he looked more gutted than um, Roberto Martins last night. Look at him, Roberto goes, oh, yeah, it was an embarrassment, and we'll go again in the semi-final. Well, I'm sorry. The fans don't believe that, and judging by last night's performance, the players don't believe it either. What, what, what did, yeah, yeah. What did you think of Jamie Carragher saying about, you know, people say this is the strongest squad for 30 years? Well, it quite obviously isn't. Is, is that, is that something that was... It's saturated in true. some areas. Like I think it's if well they managed properly, they are. Centre midfield, right wing. But you said there's one, one centre forward, one right back, three centre halves. For a, for a Premier League season... Where the where the athleticism and like the the drain the energy mm-hmm. you need more of it than ever before. Well, who's the person who said the best squad in thirty well, years? Yes. There and you go. To be fair, Plain and simple. Well. Yeah. I remember looking at I remember looking at that bench early in the season and thinking, finally, in a long time, we've got strength and depth. And that's not that wasn't just taking Martinez's word for it. That was my own opinion back then. And I don't even with one centre forward then. No, I don't mean I don't mean like specifically. It's always been a mistake yeah, not to bring it. I just mean generally. You had players on the bench who you thought they they're like top players. You know they're unlucky to be on the bench there, but they can come on and change yeah. a game. You know, when your Morales were on yeah, the bench yeah. and exactly. Mm-hmm. And and now I mean you were looking at it last night and it, it's just it, it's not fit for purpose. And the elephants in the room again, the fact Umanias. Yeah. Didn't get on again. Didn't get on again. There was no defender either. So no, no defender on the. Nias, Nias, we all knew he wasn't going to play. So what's he doing on the bench? Exactly. There's so two kids there. Why not play Connolly or Davis? Mm. Or, or Galloway. Put just put a defensive cover on the bench. You know what, really Davis or Con- yeah, Connolly could have could not have done any worse. No, can't. I mean, there's a point there in the warm up, the half time. Um, one of my colleagues mentioned it specifically, and I looked back and watched it. Um, Cleverly was doing a passing drill, just passing to nothing fancy, just passing to one another. What we probably all do before five aside, whatever, with Nias and Nias could barely pass straight. And Cleverly's face was was honestly it was a picture. His eyebrows were arched, and he was looking at him, thinking, "Are you for real?" To so what confidence would that give to the players? Exactly. There was a similar incident at half time in Southampton game. No one went near him. 
So he was just kicking balls. He's doing keepy ups on his own. He can only do about four or five. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on his own. He was completely isolated, and he just he looks so solid. And you've you've just moved big money move to one of the best yeah. leagues in the world, and you just it'll be a bonus if we see him this season. No, it'll be a bonus. That last night was a, a pub team performance, a proper pub team performance. I think, a and a pub team would give Liverpool a better game. And I'll tell you, who will give them a better game. Newcastle on the weekend, they'll give them a better game than Everton did, because that was nothing short of a disgrace last night. That disgrace. Yeah. I mean, and I was trying to think about. Uh, I remember like years ago, I was saying to God, I remember getting beat four 0 in March '72. We conceded no goal at Anfield at thirty seconds. You know. We have to concede more than thirty seconds against Man City, and uh, if you, you know, I remember as a kid, like the, the reports were dreadful, you know, and that was about the nearest comparison to last night. But I was thinking at the end of the year, like Bessie to McCarthy in the centre defence, and you're just thinking, you know, things haven't gone to plan. <laughs> you know, you've got Bessie to McCarthy in the centre defence at the end of the game, you know, uh, and it's it's the damn. I know we're going to separate separate podcast, you know, but the, the semi-final, the impact on that, isn't it? That's the... Uh, we mentioned that on Monday. It's the impact of the results on, on Saturday. Well, thanks for listening to the first part of this podcast. Sorry if we've depressed you again. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd like to say it'll be a bit more cheery in the next one. But we'll just have to see what happens. I don't know if anyone's getting the ailing. <laughs>